Hello, I'm Zach Laffey. I'm Richie Stebbins. And welcome to You Chew in the Back, your comic media guide podcast. Uh, We are your media guides. That's correct. Zach, why don't you take us into the past? All right, we are going the way, way back to when we were recording, uh, to 2022. Uh, The hit song at the time is Easy On Me by Adele. Uh, The hit movie, you may have heard of it, it was something called Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep, yep. And the news event, uh, which is crazy, America gives the first official warning of Russia action in Ukraine. Holy cow. Was when this episode aired. Look at that. Uh, History, man. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, I'll tell you the tales of the tape. Uh, We are going to be watching today Peacemaker, Season 1, Episode 1, A Whole New World, spelled (laughs) W-H-I-R-L-E-D. Very good. Um, This is written and directed by... Now DC uh, creative officer, uh, James Gunn. Exactly. Air date was January 13th, 2022, and it debuted at a stunning, staggering 19 million households worldwide. Good for for him. So why don't we uh, talk about tickets real quick before we go to the theater. How many tickets are you buying for this bad boy? Uh, This one, I'm going to buy four tickets for this one. I am with you exactly i'm bringing four friends i don't know if this is for everybody exactly there may be some and i and there may be some people who i know that don't like um this sort of uh kind of storytelling vibe but Mm -hmm. um but i think for most people but yeah this is this is definitely up there let's get into the theater all right let's get in there and we're gonna hit play now Hit play now let's go um so uh, first up, we're going to uh, be starting with a little uh, recap of the Suicide Squad. And yeah. I just wanted to say, if you haven't seen the Suicide Squad and you're checking out Peacemaker, highly recommend that movie. Yeah. That's going to be the beginning start of the Peacemaker journey. You can watch it here. You can watch this previously on as they're doing here. I think they do a great job. But um, as some as one of the only people who went to the theater and sat there <laughs> with there, like yeah. the two other people in the theater, uh-huh. um, I know it was during the pandemic, but I, I love James Gunn and I wanted to see the movie so much, so um, highly recommend it. But you don't need to, you can just watch this, but so, again. While this trailer is going on, kind of explaining everything about Peacemaker, uh, yes. I'll briefly discuss the insanity that it is, is that... James Gunn is a breath of fresh air when it comes to DC specifically and its yes. production. Yes. Um, at this time right now, we're in a very, we're in a very like polarizing, I guess would be the nicest way to say. Yes. Of, um, acclaim for DC movies. Gunn comes in and redoes a Suicide Squad film. Yep. Um, and I think knocks it out of the park. Uh, it's one of, I think it's one of my top 10 comic book movies. It yeah. doesn't completely lose its DC-ness. No. For lack of a better word, but it, it does bring in something brand new. Yes. That pulls it away a little bit from the Snyderverse. This is still very much tied to the Snyderverse, sure. in my opinion. But it pulls it just a little to the right area where it's not so polarizing. Yes, exactly. Nice little added moment from Suicide Squad there like that to see that she got arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. What he does here with the Suicide Squad and then Peacemaker is showing the new way of DC how to do it. And I'm very excited for him to do this. Yes. Um, so anytime, especially hopefully, uh, if you were wondering if DC's in good hands, Peacemaker was the example that's going to help yeah. you. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk about our main character, Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Yep. Uh, right off the bat, we see how vain he is asking for... <laughs> his muscles, yeah. Just that his perspective lens uh, on reality has been very skewed and very off. Um, Cena's performance and embracement of the character, I think, is something special. I yes. think that uh, it's... You can tell he's a great actor and really he cares he about really this. yeah and it was one of those things where John Cena's been in TV and movies before uh, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker but this is really the role that kind of clicked for him him and James Gunn just really worked together and I hope they you I know. think uh, James Gunn said like he was kind of shocked about how well Cena performed during his um, tryout and genuinely thought like oh no I. Th- I think I can really carry this and inspired him to even create this television yeah, show and for him strictly. Yep. And, and I remember when it was announced, uh, it was before the suicide squad even come out and people were like, who's going to watch this peacemaker show? Why do we care? Oh yeah. I remember the whole time. Like, yep. Even I who was going to watch it was like, I wonder why I'm going to watch this. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, I was like, I guess I'm going to watch a James Gunn peacemaker show. Yeah. Uh, because of just him. But I love this scene where he's, are you cool? No man. I went to, I know I didn't want the responsibility. Yeah. Again, and James Gunn is so good at making sure that every character has a distinct voice, distinct thing, like, instantly. And that is hard to do. After this episode, for the most part, I'm pretty sure I could point out John Cena from any part of his body. Yeah, yes. They show a lot of John Cena. They really do. They said, hey, um, we want you to uh, get your butt kicked a little bit and be kind of silly and kind of an idiot, but... You can show off most of your body in this show. (laughs) And he said, okay, you know. Uh, You know what, I'll do that. That sounds great. Oh, the Aquaman joke again. Um, And I remember when this came out, people were angry. It was like, it's it's a joke, everybody. Yes. I'm an Aquaman. I'm one of the people who's loved Aquaman and bought Aquaman comics for a long time. So even I am like, this is hilarious. So it, uh, but it also, um, we, it ties to, as as you're watching this podcast, um, it's a the race racist part's actually part of his history. I'll go into that in a little bit, but um, but uh, great great lines. Great. This is just game James Gunn writing his ass off. So great. Um, but the thing about it is that this era, this is a new generation of comic book storytelling. Yes. Where um, we are connected. We are absolutely connected to the film in a very big, major way. So they're going to bring in yes uh, names and 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 they tied this strictly to the film so well that um, it actually uh, took me by surprise. I thought they would kind of lightly touch on things, kind of like sure, yep, um, a la Agents of Shield or something. Yes, like exactly. That, you know? But no, this is. The, you're you've been yeah yeah you're with him from the get go and mm-hmm. we're like those gonna, clothes are straight out of the film yeah he's going right back into him you know? and and that's and that's great I love yeah love the little hints uh, cartel Maltese um I know this isn't uh, the Suicide Squad show but they also mention it here yeah. uh, that is a reference to Batman 1989 I need to quickly see I believe that this actress is our actress in Star Trek. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You're right. I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Excellent pull from Picard. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Yep, Mister Mern. We see the Mm -hmm. uh, new character there. But again, this is how if you were in this situation, this is how you would feel. This is how you would act. You'd be Mm -hmm. looking around. 
And the whole point of taking a movie and then kind of diving towards a television show. Yes. The television show is supposed to pull down the lens and bring you back down to Earth where the movie is these big, giant... Like, he fought Starro. Yep. Let's call it a couple months before Yeah, something movie. like that, yeah. It's like yep. a month or two. Oh, oh no, let's, let's enjoy this guy. Uh, again, we cannot skip the intro. Wigwam. If you skip the intro on this, You there should be a fine that comes with it. <laughs> this is the band Wing Wham. And it's just, there's something spectacular, weird and awkward about this that captivates you. Yes. Well, and, and so for people listening in the future, if you're listening many, many years from when this came out, um, we had just come out of a basically about two years of intense, uh, we don't want to get political, but intense real life stuff. Yes. So having a TV show start like this. I felt was personally a huge relief it just, just culturally. you out of reality. And yep. went, Stop it. Let's relax. Yep. This is going to be insanity. Exactly. And that was very much needed at that time. So if you're listening and you were born during the pandemic or something, <laughs> and this is on the internet yeah. and you're wondering why this crazy intro really kind of uh, catapulted, uh, it became like um, a meme and a, and a something you I shared you could, for a while. If you... When this if you came out, watched Netflix's Wednesday. Yes, um, yes, it has the same exact feel as Wednesday's Dance. It yes. took over the world. Um, this was uh, interesting enough. Do you know who the first eagerly? Well, do you know so who good. the first person was to do that dance for James Gunn? Mm, I'm gonna say his wife, girlfriend now, it's, Jennifer. Uh, you are you are incorrect, sir. Okay. It was a gentleman named Alan Tudyk. Oh, Alan Tudyk did the dance oh, on God. film for because the choreographer was his wife. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, his wife actually made up that dance. He knew uh, James Gunn knew he wanted the dance in it, but he didn't know what the dance would be. Sure. So he put out this kind of like check all and tried to get people to um, to yeah come in and uh, do it, and it was actually. Uh, it was actually Alan Tudyk's wife. That's um, awesome. That that created it. She used a bunch of weird dances from the internet and then built it together. Had Alan perform it and then let him do it. Do yeah. It. And James Gunn saw it and went, "My God, yes." It's it's perfect. It, yeah. What became and 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 they get the entire cast and and they also um, uh, love that. Uh, since I'm such a huge James Bond fan, you'll you'll know this more as you listen to the podcast. But anytime a James Bond reference comes up, love that he's bringing up all the different yes. uh, James Carissa Bond movies. Is her name? Ah. Alan Tudyk. Yes, yes. Carissa thank you, Barton. thank you. Uh, yes, great job there because that was that was wonderful. Um, yeah, he dance like it says here. Uh, it came from the horribly beautiful mind of James Gunn, who wrote the dance for the very first script for the series. He even picked out the song from Wing Wham. Yeah, yep, great. But from there, he needed he needed he knew he needed an expert. Carissa took it, and while interviewing for the job, she pitched ideas for the dance that were exactly what Gunn had pictured. So um, he immediately gave her all eight episode scripts to read to get a lock on the feel and the tone of the show, and that's how she brought it. Oh wow, that's. We are introduced to a new character uh, here. Yep, uh, this is uh, Leota Adebayo, mm-hmm. uh, played by uh, Danielle Brooks. Um, amazing, and amazing. Love. She she was one of the in the show that I just absolutely fell in love with from the very first start of this. You know, yes. yeah. Oh, this uh, is great. Famous from Orange is the New Black. Yep. Uh, she just really 
brings a lot to the performance here. Cryptal Maltese money. Yes. It's 50 cents. <laughs> it's not a myth. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, come on. As we learned later, that may not be a great idea. You don't know where that helmet's been. Correct. Um, but, uh, and again, one of the things I want to point out with the writing is James Gunn is not missing anything. Even down to Peacemaker's house, you get to see yes. where he's living, what his mailbox looks like, mm-hmm. what his um, <clears throat> lawn ornaments are. Well, this series is actually set in the city of Evergreen. Mm. Something's fans noticed uh, thinks the set photos that surfaced long before the series began to air. Evergreen City is actually a location in DC Comics. Uh, the city is home to Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Oh, sweet. I mean, I would love to see Green Lantern someday. <laughs> another... another um, Easter egg we're going to see in the future here, another one just keep your eye out for, um, is on his dartboard here in the mess. Uh, there is a photo in the bullseye of Eclipso. Oh, great. That okay, is, let uh, me look for... Yeah, that's awesome. It's actually a reference um, because Eclipso in the comic books kills Peacemaker in that's, Infinity Crisis. That's awesome. Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's, yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's one of those things where even as a hardcore... Uh, comic book person who uh, worked at a comic book store for a while. Peacemaker is very, very niche. Um, he's barely been in a lot of stuff. And now that James Gunn's resurrected him, I've enjoyed a lot of what they've done now making him... Um, there was the... Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, this would be brutal, coming home and checking oh, at God. your four years of cell phone service. <laughs> he has an eagle on his... Dad. One of the interesting things about this uh, this series, and it's it, it can't be understated that um, it was the third highest original streaming series for the U.S. viewership, according to Wit Media. Wow. Um, and it premiered behind the Book of Boba Fett and Cobra Kai. Oh wow! Yeah, that's which is huge. That's huge. Vigilante coming in, uh, which I think accidentally took away the show like yes yeah they'll stole stole of the scenes he was in yes. yeah he, um he definitely steals just choose up absolutely and uh this character is a little different than he was in the comics but it is um vigilante who was written uh by uh marv wolfman and george perez the great late george perez yes so uh that's that's really cool that they got to see one of their characters also mm-hmm. and this is a, uh, and i think that hopefully I hope that this podcast comes out in a world where DC has really like brought it with movies and people like, oh, oh, remember when DC was bad? Um, But this is, uh, this is perfect James Gunn where he takes obscurity and then creates a mainstream attitude for it. Exactly. And the very next thing as of this recording that he's working on is Superman Legacy. Yes. And he just came out, I think it was yesterday and said that it's not going to be a comedy and it's going to be a... He's going to try and make a great Superman movie. So we'll, well see if he succeeds. That, and I'm very excited about that. Think about his pitch for DC Comics in general. He doesn't go with like, hey, we're going to do Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. He no. comes out and he says, Creature Commandos, The Authority. And it's like, who? What? Yep. And it's just, and instead of starting with Dick Grayson Robin, he's going to do Damien. Like, yep. He really does like to pull from the the outskirts of comic, comic book dumb and then like, brings brings a 
unique twist to it. And that reminds me, writing style-wise, of what Jeff Johns did oh, yep. um, with Rebirths and stuff like that. Sure, absolutely, where yeah. Where he takes the obscurities of those characters and then gives them legitimacy. And just, yep. And, and all it does is, even if you were a fan of that character, all it does is create like a legitimacy to it, so it doesn't hurt any type of thing. Absolutely. At worst, you're someone that never heard of the character, didn't know what's going on. At best... You liked the character, but you knew yeah, its yeah, flaws. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. No, and yeah, James Gunn has made Peacemaker will now become a lifelong character because of James Gunn, which yeah. is which is it's a household huge. name, which is yep. weird. Yep. Uh this this is great. <laughs> She's ex- <laughs> Steve Eggy uh is amazing in this fantastic as john Akamos. and he's uh also was the uh motion capture for uh king shark in suicide squad yes which was which was was really cool and this is uh um Mern. this is going to be the villain for the next guardians of the galaxy movie yes he um, is as the the maker um as the, the reanimator the it's uh, the high evolutionary high evolutionary thank you yep thank you. And his name is Chuck Woody Uwuji. Thank you, thank you. I, I, yes. I will take that hit. Thank you. <laughs> so Zach, tell me. Yes, I was uh, going. Tell me where you're at when you're watching this. Uh, where your am first, I? Yeah, your first beat. Um. So. Uh. Well, first of all, uh, Mothra. Love the Mothra stuff. Yes. There's a whole shelf of Godzilla yes, stuff right now, um, as we're recording. So love that. Um, again, yeah, uh, watching this, um, jetpacks are a big part of his, uh, comic book, uh, career. He yeah, actually yeah. wears a jetpack a lot in the comic book series. So his wanting a jetpack really is bad as a play on the, his comic. Again, book great. The James Gunn reading into it. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't need to put that into the show. No. You can just have a reference like that, yeah. which is a great way to do it. Um, you know, um, my partner and I, again, dealing with the last crazy years, put this on the minute it came out on HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, fell in love with it, um, you know, uh, just had left a couple years previously um, working at the comic book store, so uh, it was, you know, kind of trying to find something to invigorate kind of that joy, that just silly craziness again, and this show, you know, again, it really helped uh, do it for the entire world. Show yes. what James Gunn was doing. Um, show me what there was still some fun. There was still some gold to be had in the mine. Because, you know, no matter how long you do this, you always get to that feeling of, we're just going to see another superhero beat up a villain. Yes. But when you do it this well, like Peacemaker, it's worth coming back. Yes. So uh, that's kind of where I was at the first time I watched this, yeah. Um, I, as well, this is uh, taking place almost exclusively right in the middle of the pandemic or right after yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yep. And it was it was a breath of fresh air yes. when I watched it. It was I'm a huge eighties fan of mm, eighties mm-hmm. metal. Yep. And uh Gunn decided that this would be the, the perfect pick as his theme. And I don't think it misses a beat. No. It's a great scene with the neighbor here <laughs> talking about Batman. I mean <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. And this and James Gunn is so good at um at the humor. Yes. 
And here he is, Robert Patrick. Yes. The man. Yep, uh, played the T-1000 in Terminator 2, Mm -hmm. Daggett in X-Files. Yep. And recently, um, he's been in 1923 as one of the sheriffs. Yes. Uh, which is uh, which is fun, still a going. Great actor having to play a very tough role. Very tough, and uh, I think pulls it off. Yes, I love the how this is both a a play on the insanity of some of the media, but also it's also telling you what actually is happening in the show. Yes, not only, yeah, and not only that, but it also stays true to the comic book works. So uh, in the comic book, Peacemaker's father is actually a Nazi. Mm-mm. And fights in World War Two, and through those atrocities is Perfect. what actually yep. gives him that complex of wanting peace so badly that, that he's he gonna do whatever wants, he can. Yeah, yeah. So which it's, yeah, it's a great juxtapose. So it gives you everything. It's giving you everything. Yes, and again, there's many layers there, and James Gunn isn't putting that all in your face. It's just he'll slowly showing you that. Yes, new lamp. <laughs> um, a great, res- a great concept of the relationship with his father yep um you get a ton of um clearance i guess i would say a a ton of clarity throughout the series there's a little bit of you're like why would he care why does he give a crap about his dad but he's it's all he has it's wonderful um the other thing i really (laughs) uh uh-oh here it is oh it is uh everyone yeah we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a minute because this is going to be. It's a digital bird. There's no bird there. And I just want you to know the only pop that I bought was uh, Eagly from Peacemaker. We're staring at it right now. Yes. Oh, he's giving a bug. Um, <laughs> he's hugging me. Voiced, Eagley's voice actor. Okay, is Bradley D. Baker. Really, Bradley D. the Baker very famous. Yeah, very famous. He basically plays everybody in Bad Batch. Oh, that the yep. Clone. He's the voice of all the clones in Bad Batch. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, he wow. He's also, uh, but he's known for his creature voices. He can oh, make great. He can make deep voices of. For Avatar fans, he's a he's the voice of Mo- Momo and oh okay, Papa. so okay wow yeah dang yeah he's and done a lot. He's the voice of Eagly as well in this. That's great. Um, I love that they're going into this HQ. Um, it's again, it's not wasted. James Gunn is showing you that this HQ is going to work, just like this team's going to work, but it's messed up. It's creaky. It's leaky. There's things that's yes. all messed up with it. Just like his crew. Yep, it's a great great point. Uh, and, and also getting some fun jokes and getting them to, to talk to each other. Uh Um, (laughs) excellent. (laughs) And then, uh, this scene, very awkward, but this is just the show. What this I love about this scene, um, especially, is it really does kind of explain. I don't know about. It sounds harsher than I'm. I'm actually meaning it, but I do feel like this scene does personify a relationship that we had with our dads. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. There's no, hardcore racism and stuff sure, here that sure. don't apply. But, but the but the connecting on some of the stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yes. 
Like, no, you're right. You're right. They turn him into a villain, but like the the core concepts of like, oh, that guy's a pussy. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know that sh- that was no. just common conversation when we were growing up. You're right, yeah. and and even Peacemaker in today's world um, understands that there's different ways of thinking about it, but he doesn't. But he's not. So he just kind of leans into. This is so dark. So dark. This is so dark. And he plays it up so good. <laughs> and it's messed up. I again, but again, something you're not expecting, but but loving it. Absolutely. Um But you're right. You, you have these kind of moments with your dad, and then you say, Oh, but I love comics, and they go Why <laughs> why why? <laughs> why are you talking about paper? Yep. Yes. And then, boom, you automatically get... These are good character development scenes where you show him care about... His dad. His dad, even when he absolutely should not. No, he should not. Um, especially here in a second. Yes. But then, right after that act of helping him, he becomes a, just a complete shitbag. <laughs> yep, because uh, if the Suicide Squad is uh, played by Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, Love that... Uh, Again, love that movie. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. You can see what they're talking about there. But <laughs> but here he is not even wanting to admit that because he truly is scared of his dad's opinion. Exactly. Well, I enjoy how they're having beans, beer, and bread. Yeah, this is this is absolutely... It's just it's there's there's a lot of perfection in this film. Very much. Um, uh, as we enter, you'll find out that he's kind of clearly a super scientist of some sort. Can kind of like yep. engineer the like the, with the best of him. Um, uh, if you were a massive Peacemaker fan, which I know you're not, but <laughs> if you were, you would be able to tell that all of these helmets are actually not different designs. What they are, are actually representations of peacemaker throughout comic books yeah so they represent actually different eras of how they were drawn it's awesome yeah each each one and and i remember watching this the first time going um you know the first one was so cool and you know iconic how can you give us a new one but the new one is awesome as well Mm -hmm. and uh Uh, very oh uh just so again robert is just killing it with this very difficult script yep um and again again like you said this is trying to say hey you know we don't think like that we don't want to do that sort of thing with our lives and you know somebody going what are you talking about what do you mean that's exactly what we want to do exactly the scene is just rife of amazingness fennel fields yes Um, I just want to let you know that if you've never had a business dinner or if you've never been with people for a while that you have to be with, Mm -hmm. this is a very real team dinner. It is, yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. The ones in the movies where they touch hands and they talk about their favorite uh, Instagram photos, is it really real? It's more like this. Yes. Jennifer Holland, which we haven't really talked about playing um, Amelia Harcourt, is uh, great. I think um, yeah, wonderful. Throughout this series, uh, James Gunn falls in love, and uh, I mean the other Barry now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so that is his wife. Now, yep, that's now that's very cool. And they, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uniform. I mean, you know, he's got a point. You got to stretch it out, but I don't think you take it to the. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. And I love that he kept the uniform and took it around on all the press tours. So if you saw any of the press yeah, he for was Peacemaker, Peacemaker or time, uh, Suicide Squad. He did it in character. He... <laughs> And <laughs> uncouth. Yeah, I love the the character development is being placed here. We're showing the block that we're about to chisel into the statue. That's exactly the whole point of a yep. TV show. Um, and that's how dense he's dense that he doesn't even know that that's a yes. He thinks <laughs> zoodles are zucchini. <laughs> Cherubic cheeks. <laughs> it is. Wonderful. And, uh, I mean, uh, and again, if you've never had a team dinner, this is kind of how they go. <laughs> yeah. Some, di- you know, s- someone's having a moment and they yeah. just scream something out and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Again. Yeah, great setup here because this we know that somebody. Stroma. Yep, and we know that somebody's been talking to Peacemaker earlier in the show over and over and over and over again. So, Freddie absolutely just stealing every scene he's in. Uh, this guy, I didn't know that he was British until after uh, the show, and I watched interviews with him. He's uh, British. Oh wow, I didn't know that either. That's great. Yeah, it's uh, he's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you gotta take the helmet off to. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Cena just elevating every scene with every line he does. You can really catch it. It's it's wonderful. It's it's so great. And um, we've seen the show all the way through the first season as of this recording. Sure. So we know that some of this stuff, even some of this funny, silly stuff that you think is just. Um, character stuff is, or you know, silly fun jokes is going to come back throughout the series. Yeah, there, there almost it's... is no wasted space at all. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is brutal, funny but brutal. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, but it also gives you the character of how uncouth and messed up uh, Vigilante is going to be. Yes, um, I'll give you a few little updates about um, the character itself, Peacemaker. People might not know that Peacemaker actually comes from Charlton Comics. He mm-hmm, is one of mm-hmm. those that were... Uh, it's like a basically a, a group of uh, characters that Charlton Comics did yep. that was acquired by DC Comics. DC Comics then kind of reskinned them and used them in any facet they could. Yep, um, yeah, they have. Yep, yep. <laughs> famously, Blue Beetle became Ted Kord. Yep. Um, uh, you had Booster Gold come out of that... that, that um, um, but the biggest reskin of all was by a gentleman named Alan Moore. Yep. Uh, doing Watchmen. Yes. Peacemaker, his reskin for um, Alan Moore was actually the comedian. Yep. That is, so if you're like, oh, that's where that vibe is from. It's, exact, not, yep. it's not by accident. That's no. actually a thing that happened. <laughs> Learn to drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're, that, that's fantastic. You're right. And um, uh, the question was Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Beetle was Night Owl. So, yeah, no, that's all. Joe yeah, Peace- Gill, Pat Bayoet uh, were the creators. Um, and Peacemaker's first appearance 
was uh, Fightin' Five and from November wow. 1966. You know what? I think I remember one time that comic came into the shop and everyone's like, what is so special about that? Yeah. And it was a weird Fightin' Five. Yeah, interesting. Yes. Okay. Uh, it, Peacemaker himself made his DC Comics debut in, in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths number 6 in oh, 1985. Oh, very cool. Yeah, great series there. Yes. Um, love this scene between them. You could already two see great them. actors just doing... Doing what they do best. Well, and you can also, you know, when that new person at work that you start getting to vibe with, yes. and you, you're both just trying to hope that you're not crazy, this is kind of that, that vibe. <laughs> uh, which, again, James Gunn knows. And this is what you need to, you need to put real emotions into the crazy situations, and that's how you get really good superhero stuff. Whatever it is. There's Awkwardness, the yeah. you know, heroicism, whatever you want to pick. This yeah. is a... Uh... This is also a, a great time to talk about the line um, that you just brought up with, I believe that we're in an era of comic books that we have found, and I, I attribute it to people like James Gunn and Taika Waititi. Yes. Um, they are, it's a, there is a, a line of how seriously you take other people, uh, how seriously you take yourself when writing in comic books, right? Yes. Comics themselves are rarely self-aware um but they never take themselves too seriously if you just read no. comic books straight yeah up. exactly they, they go into extremely serious situations and extremely psychological yes. depth um while continually remaining like we are still going to put on spandex and run around you know mm-hmm. um and i think that people like gun here know how to dive that and and portray that exact feel Onto yes. the screen. Yes, one hundred percent. He is fantastic at that. You always run the risk of making it too silly. Yes, where you lose the audience because you've lost all stake in realism. And, and so many times, um, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, when James Gunn has said he's going to do Peacemaker, he's going to do Suicide Squad, he's going to do a talking tree and a raccoon. Everyone says you can't make that work, and, and he's made it work, and he absolutely does. Uh, which is which is great. Um, this scene, we're going to learn more about Harcourt. Uh, this is really big for um, who she is and also where Peacemaker is, too. Um, so we're learning about everybody. And Harcourt and... Um, uh, what's his name? How is he not going to include it on the first scene? Um, John John Econome. Oh, yes. Is, uh, yeah. They are what I would call, at least in Gunn's new DC universe, they're going to be our Agent Coulsons. Yep. It feels like, based on um, a few things that I've seen, they're the ones that are going to try to tie the threads together. And kind of go from uh, property to property to kind of keep everybody cinched up. So yeah, exactly. It's yeah. important to establish these two characters um, in Suicide Squad. And spoiler alert, uh, they do make an appearance in a movie called Shazam. Yep, and uh, uh, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, Lo love it. Oh. And uh, uh, they're also both in um, Black Adam. Black Adam, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And hopefully in the future too. I that's, I hope I know that James Gunn needs to reset and do new things, and we'll see how you know the future holds. But I hope that some of this vibe and some of these people stick around. I hope yeah. Yeah. if you need to totally reset, I totally understand. But you know, I hope we see more John Cena Peacemaker. Um, mm -hmm. And again, showing that uh, Hardcore she doesn't need anyone anyone's help. Uh, yep. Yeah. Very good. Uh, very nice. Great. That shot was wonderful. Yep. 
And they're like, no, no, excellent. Mm-hmm. His cry, what run away is great. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then, this is wonderful. from the tyrants she just liberated a whole area there she really did and i love that she clocked him and following him and um Mm -hmm. and he's just going to try and be honest with her but she's going to be really honest with him and she has a great point Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that you know Never lived as a woman, but I'm pretty sure this is how women feel a lot in their lives. They just want to have a beer and not be messed with. Heaven forbid they had a bad day. Yep. And just happened to be pretty and taking a drink. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) She's like... <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Again, Fantastic. Cena just bringing it in. Oh yeah. He he just turns and, something And he makes James Gunn's words feel like he's at, like just thinking them up, which yeah. is And like you said here. Yeah, this action. this point every time I yeah, I'm like, "Oh yeah." That's right. Well, great line. And uh, my next thing on my notes I have here is freedom. Laugh out loud. So <laughs> so if you're watching at home, uh, there's going to be a cut here. Yes. Uh, take the kids out. If you have had kids watching this in this room. <laughs> what is, what? Stop now. This That's is awesome. the time to stop. But um, Or explaining. Or or you might have to explain. <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, but really funny because, again, you think this is going to set one way up for the end of this episode. But it goes somewhere. So different and great shot there. Um, yes, zoom out, zoom in. Great. Oh, and we find out about this who. Is awesome! I really enjoyed this little tidbit here. I couldn't. I don't believe that this is a character in comic books. No, I, I believe. Think, I believe we created yeah. her for this series. But hey, and also, like you said, I believe they filmed during the pandemic is when they. So it came out a little bit after, or like right as, but but this during one here you can see the Wayne symbol yep, on there, but yep. it doesn't actually. It's not exactly as the, the same. Wayne symbol, and people are attributing that that maybe it's a fake. Like uh, he bought a bootleg copy of something. That's amazing. And I was like, I, oh, that I like that a lot. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but then you get Viola Davis on uh, Skype. You don't have to have her on um, in set. So yep. again, um, James Gunn took. What he had, which was the world was kind of shut down, but he made this awesome TV show. And so far, if you've looked, it's been hotel rooms, bars, uh, broken down headquarters. There's not been a lot of shield hair carriers that you needed to build. They come later when they can film it correctly. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we'll learn about her, why is she here, and uh, why, you know... And and she is the most like peacemaker out of everybody. They both have skills, and they're both trying to figure out how to Again, live with them. Excellent writing of the you know both trying to like love their parents, but are very different from their parents, and yep. their, even their parents' directives. Like they share very little with their parents outside of potentially their talents. Exactly. Yes. Outside of that, nothing else. Exactly. Yep. And <laughs> when I said. 
you get to see a lot of John, John Cena. Cena. You really do. This is yeah, excellent, excellent album. I was, throughout this entire show of uh, this th- this entire episode and the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And again, we're 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 sitting here going, okay, this is a regular. We're talking. These are not your mainstream '80s artists either. Like he is pulling some very deep pulls. Yes. For for even just you before this wing wham choir boys were not on your playlist. No, and now they are now on. Now they're up there. Now they I'm sure they they've come in. I'm sure they've enjoyed I a, a No wing wham's happy. They were very excited. They took tours. They <laughs> they started performing the song everywhere. I bet. Uh, uh, it, oh, here we go. Again, <laughs> this 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 whole scene leans into the bravery that Cena has. Yep. You know, he's got to sing. I don't Pretty watch, much dude. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Fast and Furious, okay? Yes, But yes. I know that you watch them. Yes, I have, yes. So I ask you, okay, this, John Cena is a wrestler. Yes. In professional wrestling days, and uh, he, do you feel that he is a better actor? Yeah. And I'll say this slight so we don't get canceled, than The Rock. Uh, at this moment, Yes. Not at first. Now, but is yes. this character, does it have a vast difference or just a, a slight difference? Well, that's my your... question is I want to see him do something after Peacemaker now um, mm-hmm. that's not Peacemaker or Fast and the Furious right. because I want to see how that's going. But I did enjoy him in Bumblebee as well, too. Okay. So, okay. Um, but uh, and he's I'm, letting loose like He crazy. really is. He really is. But, but I mean, if we're talking The, the Rock, <laughs> John Cena, and Dave Bautista... I think Batista is probably the number one. Batista has it. I think you're right. Yes. Um, But but Cena. And again, oh yeah. And we're like, okay, so what, you know, what is going on with her? She's not talking. Usually this is the time, whatever. Oh. You know, that's bad. That's very bad. Um, What he's singing with is. uh, Uh, It's amazing. Yeah. This is a great back massager. It's a great back massager. And we've all had this moment where you're sitting there singing. I've never had it in the room after a one night stand. No, 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 no. I've never sang. No. Oh. <laughs> Straining. Oh. Again, this is. And one to a hundred, real quick. Real quick. Uh, her 80s hair and the decor. Um, I was fun watching this with um, my partner Megan, and she was yeah. like. She was like, so what we know in the future, this person actually before, let's call it their assimilation. Yes. Okay. Probably would have been a really great match for him. And I was yes. like, oh yeah, that, you know what? Right. You're... It's kind of a sad story. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that's a good, great point. Great she's point. She's got the albums, unless she's a full blown plant that they knew was coming. Sure. Uh, she... And. Oh God! No, but you're right that she is perfect for him. You're right. <laughs> but the te- the teased hair is is something special. It's it's fantastic, and this actress to be able to oh, yeah. walk Kill around and that's <laughs> 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 so good. It's so a, good. It's is that a garden gnome. Yeah, it's a garden And then you knew it was fun to the set designer to have. Him uh, destroy this wall here in a second. Oh, gosh, yeah. I lo- <laughs> Ow. 
wonderful and also a good way to kind of show that Cena or not Cena, but let's let Peacemaker himself can take a good beating. Oh yeah, and still get up. Yep, and they I, kind of established that in the movie beforehand, but you kind of have to. But this one, we really, here. yeah, and and I love um, what his solution is. Yes, <laughs> he's just looks. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 that hurts every time I see it. Yes. <laughs> and again, not a lot of digital effects for this show, but here's a great one. Something simple, something good. There you yep. go. Nice and easy. <laughs> Actress killing it here. Oh, you know she had so much fun doing this. Very um, horror vibes, zombie-like mm-hmm. sort of thing going on here. Again, uh, it, immediately, the think about the, uh, the transitions we've gone through in this, just the last five minutes of yep, this. Yep, yep, 80s. Uh, we had like a, a song of love and remorse, a straight-up fight scene. Now we have a horror. Terminator horror scene going on. And, and it's, it's going to go back to... Explode um, into something different. <laughs> Eagly giving us away. Bradley D. Baker doing a squawking noise. And I remember the first time watching this, I was like, how's this episode going to end? And I was not expecting it to end like this. No. It's... (laughs) (laughs) The helmet's performing... uh, (laughs) (laughs) The helmet's performing for the uh, certain abilities. That's for the show. That wasn't a comic book thing. Great addition, though. That's a great addition. And he's all sitting there. This is great. (laughs) The look on his face. Activates. So we know which one he took from the helmet Mm -hmm. shop now. And then animals are the best. Oh, oh. Brutal. But animals are the best. You know, mm-hmm. when you're feeling down, Richie and I, we both have animals, and when you're yes. feeling down, this is what they do. They <laughs> give you some love. They give you some love. Sometimes it's a dead mouse, sometimes it's some cuddles, and sometimes it's a possum. I wanted to see if they... <laughs> they actually, yeah. I think they hold... Excellent love song to end. Baby. Yeah. They actually hold the big reveal until the next episode. Oh yeah, they yep, that's right. They don't give you the reveal. Of, yeah, they, that's right. You, you're still you're not understanding. Like, what's... Wow, that lady got really aggressive. Yeah, know. and he uh, he killed her. Um, but again, nice shot setting up uh, how much destruction there was. Um, the cops are coming, and great '80s song. Yeah. Um, and uh, as we learned, it's not super important, but there is a post credit scene at the end of a lot of these episodes. Yes. Uh, so we're just gonna um, we're gonna pause here. Uh, we don't need to go through all the credits. Uh, uh, we know you've enjoyed l- watching the show with us. Um, so I will just go to the uh, uh, credits. But but I love Peacemaker. It's such a, um, it's such a uh, good uh, uh, new show, fresh, like I said. Um, and even though we've watched that a couple times for this show, I enjoyed watching it again I here. I was happy to be here watching exactly. it. Exactly. It's just, it is a damn good opener opener and makes you want to just continue and binge watch exactly i kind of want to do that too and so now just a really quick really funny um post credit scene here at the very end mm-hmm. if you go to the end of the episode 
And I believe these were improvs. <laughs> Why would I want that? <laughs> <laughs> Challenge yourself. <laughs> Challenge yourself. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. And again, and that's Safran, the guy who's doing um, the new DC Universe. Yeah, so, thing. like, um, so as someone who loved both Suicide Squad and this show, I've, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it's about time for us to head to the cars. So, yep, hope you've enjoyed. Time, guys, and uh, we will catch you next time. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.